On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. There's a lot of news in the world today. News that might surprise you, startle you, upset, or maybe impress. News that's not always for the faint of heart. That's why the man who failed his way to success, Heath Oaks, is stepping up. Tackling today's headlines with ignorance on fire in a way only a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with your host, Heath Oaks. Today is beyond a special day, Matt. I'm telling you, it's it's huge. I didn't know, you know, I, I couldn't have said about two years ago that I would have the privilege to be able to sit next to this, our ho- our guest today, um, but I'd like to welcome in the studio, Mr. Bob Berg. Hey, Heath, it's so great to be with you. Thank you. Guys, this is a huge, this is a huge deal. We got Matt in, and, and Zach's not here. I yeah. think he's playing hooky, acting like he's sick, or what is he doing? I was hoping you weren't going to say it's a special day because Zach's not here, uh, although well, it is sort of a special uh, day. I mean, I, <laughs> you said that, not me. <laughs> All right, I'll take the heat on that one. All right, good. Um, I'm I'm super pumped about today. Honestly, this ne- the guy next to us has, has um, sold you know over a million books, and his book, uh, I can the the first book, the original, the main one had a lot to do with my wife and I. Um, it was a connection we both had in a big way. Um, I believe that the book um, when I read it was a very um, it it was just it transformed a lot about me and who I was and, and helped me, inspired me in so many ways. And I bought it for all my sales teams over the years. I've done all of that. So um, when I got to, um, and Jenny and I met and we both found out that was a book that we both loved. And then she had knew, you know, y'all kind of had connected and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And tw- on Twitter and stuff, but then you come from the news business and, mm-hmm. and, and all of those things, which was awesome. And, you know, I, uh, we got to meet up and then, you were gracious enough to write the front on on my book, which I know you get millions of people asking you, and I don't know why you chose to say yes to mine, but I appreciate it. Um, but I've talked about your book several times on this podcast because honestly, it has had a massive impact on me. And and then we're going to talk about that one, and we're going to talk about your newest one, The Influencer, which I just got done reading, and 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 I talked about it a little bit while back, but I want to get into more of it today. Oh, thanks. And I've got to tell you, you know, while I I read the book originally because you're you and you and Jenny are friends of mine. I was very thankful for having had the honor and the opportunity to read it. And that was the big thing because I learned a lot in that book. And I think I, I said to you something either like, I want to be you when I get younger, <laughs> all right? Since I'm so much older, I can't say when I get it, when I grow up. Uh, but really, the, you know, the, the wisdom, and you talk about you know, ignorance on fire, but I'll tell you the wisdom that you showed and displayed in that book is someone, I don't care if someone's just starting out in sales, starting out in life, or they're a longtime veteran, they are going to learn from it. Well, it was and, great. And- I paid Bob a lot of money to just say what he just said, just so you all know. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to make sure I slid a little something under the table for him. Um, that's That means a lot coming from somebody who's accomplished what, what, what you have. That is for sure. I want to dive into the first one. We're going to do a little bit different this episode, guys, as you know, because what I basically did was I found kind of two little headlines, which was basically people giving summaries of these two books we're going to talk about. And then on the third segment, we're going to get into more of Bob's story and how he became him. Um, but... I, so we're going we're gonna to do these headlines based on his books and just banter around them. 
So the first one, you know, somebody did um, a summary on the Go Giver, you know, and they, uh, you know, they basically summed it up. It's a, it's a book. It's a parable. So for somebody like me who grew up as a dyslexic dyslexic kid, you know, reading was tough, right? Um, and and so reading was never fun for me. I mm-hmm. never liked it. I never read much. And I think that's what I had a lot to do with your book too, that grabbed me because somebody who's ADD as I am and that can't pay attention much, your book was. You know, it wasn't one of those like, oh, here's these 10 principles to success that are boring and here's this, you know, like yours was captivating. Yours was um, you, you you just you couldn't you you wanted to turn the next page. You know what I mean? Like you at the end of the chapter, you're like, oh, what's going to happen next? Like watching a series on Netflix. Right. That That's that's Thank and that's you. an awesome way. And I at that point, I had never seen another book like that. Um, and it was I read it, I think, in one plane ride. I mean, I couldn't take my eyes from it. And so. And Heath, I've got to say this though too. I, you know, I have an, a co-author, John David Mann, yeah. who is really the storyteller. Yeah. He's the leader. I, I, yeah, I'm a how-to guy. I come from the world of sales. Yeah. Like, you know, you and I both. And John can take an idea, can take a concept. I mean, you can say the sky is blue, and this guy yes. somehow makes it. You know, into yeah. a. Uh, something you want to read so uh believe me it was not but just, you're both <laughs> just yeah and, and both of them are on there i mean and i just don't know i just don't no, know oh, him. I understand that's why that. i just don't want to feel like i'm taking all the yes, credit yes, for yes, it. yes 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 and i mean and, and you're right you, you know you got to have your pit and your batman and robin if there's you know you don't have your backup you don't have your other side of it then it's hard to get things going and you got to have both right you got to have the person who can cast it and the person that can really tell it you yeah. know and 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 if you don't that but that's also how great magic happens mm-hmm. is whenever that is paired and he talks about it in there, just so you know, you know, it's a parable story about a, a man named Joe who's struggling to make his deal, make his uh, quarters. And um, he has this mentor that guides him to all of these different mentors that teach him different laws. So throughout the book, um, it's this young person's um, journey to success almost. And he's um, led by a mentor to these other pe- other mentors that teach him these different laws um, in, in, a, in a very fun, um, valuable way. You know, and what's interesting is I thought about it. As reading the law, um, the newest one, the Go Giver Influencer, because um, you actually one of the laws in the first one is law of, law influence. of influence, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we we talked about on the last podcast, Bob, when you were putting this, when you and John David Mann putting this book together, why was it these five things? Why why those five laws? What what was was there something that that in your own story that made those come together to be the most important? Well. I had been, you know, an entrepreneur, salesperson for many years. Uh, John also great entrepreneur, um, and we both learned a lot of lessons, uh, made lots of mistakes, of course. And John, who had been a journalist for quite a while, which is one reason he's such a great writer, had interviewed tons and tons of successful people. I had gotten to, uh, you know, just by being a speaker, appear on stage with people who were, you know, CEOs and industry leaders and great athletes and all these people and i'm always asking questions because i'm always wanting to learn yeah and plus i read a lot of books i'm a i'm a voracious reader and i love reading success stories i've studied success yeah and there are certain things that if people will do and people will do consistently you can't not be successful but let me ask you this i can point out people that are quote unquote successful right monetarily and stuff Mm -hmm. that big time that they are not very good people. Tell me, how well, does that happen? Uh, they're not necessarily successful. In, yeah. You know, when you when you think about it, yep. uh, they may have. There are different um, uh, contexts, I guess yep. you could say, of success. I mean, there's financial, there's physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, social, yep. relational, and typically, success principles work across the board. 
Okay, but there are people who maybe focus or or have some sort of talent or some sort of environment where they've been able to be successful in one area. Yeah. And they may not even know why they are. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, But it's not duplicable. They can't replicate that to somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. It was like that that recent article that I wanted to just Matt. I I guarantee you saw this article and go. I guarantee you, Heath wanted to just slap somebody when I saw the article, which was the the Kylie Jenner self-made oh, yes. billionaire yeah. at 20 years old. I go, I mean, or Kylie Kardashian, whatever the heck her name is, the Kardashian youngest one said self-made billionaire. I go self-made <laughs> like that's she knows how to run an instagram account i guess you could say <laughs> i mean and it's like i mean good look good for you 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 did well you made something you mm-hmm. but but let's not go to the extent of yeah, self-made, self-made right let, let, let's no let's, i'm all for her success if you're bringing trust, value to the marketplace absolutely but yeah i'd say self-made is a stretch get just yeah, a, a tiny bit exactly yeah. i ain't hating on you okay <laughs> I, I wish i wish yeah. I, I had 900 yeah, I million dollars to too, okay? absolutely but I'm not going to go as far as saying you're self-made, you know? <laughs> That's a stretch. I mean, even people who are self-made aren't really self-made, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and they are. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So true. Uh, it, that, that's a very good point, it, and it really is. And, you know, one of the two laws on here that I wanted to hit on, and, and the law of value, your true worth is determined by how much more you give um, in value than you take in payment. And the law of compensation, your mm-hmm. income is determined by how many people you serve um, I, I'm sure you grew up, I mean, in, in all of it, listening to Ziggler, I mean, and, and sure. obviously, and Ziggler was always my favorite, my favorite quote, you can have what you want in life, you help See, enough you other people get what they want. you can have everything in life yeah. you want, uh, Heath, if you just help enough other people get what they uh, want. That is literally a perfect because I li- Because I listened to his tape. When I was first starting out in sales, right, yeah. and I floundered for the first, I don't know, six months or I don't know, whatever it was, because I, let's just say the training where I was working, it was negligible at best, right? <laughs> and so I got, uh, I remember getting a book by by Zig and a book by Tom Hopkins. Yep. Okay, then I went to a Zig seminar and I got his tapes yep. and I started listening to his tapes again. And remember, tapes, by the way, for those listening, tapes were these things we had <laughs> way back in the day. They were kind of one step above an eight track yep. uh, tape. And I um, listened to his CDs. Yeah, and, right. And, uh, and I would just listen over and over and over again absolutely yep. to the point that you know i got to i could pretty much do those those uh uh all of his his vignettes and his teachings now of course like anything else, he's teaching great principles you can't go in there and 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 talk like zig yeah but you take the principles that he's sharing and you talk like you and it's amazing how it you know well bob and that thing is we come from different um generations mm-hmm. and what's interesting is is a lot of times in my generation people will act like your generation can't teach us anything because you don't know what it's like now, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's a myth I've liked to try, I've, I've tried to bust, mm-hmm. is because I have three uh, business mentors, they're all over 60 years old, and have taught me a tremendous amount. Um, they, they're literally key with it all, and I try to make younger people understand those Zig principles are still relevant oh, today. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And the laws of value, the law of compensation, the things that you talk about in the Go-Giver books, are just as I don't care if you're a millennial, you're X, you're a Y, you're a Z, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah. Well, and and we have had a lot of feedback from people who have their children read those books. They'll do them for family study. We've got now it, it's in different high schools that they'll you know they'll teach it and so forth. So yeah, I mean the principles. You know there are principles, there are strategies, there are techniques, there are tactics, and sometimes but the the overall the principles are just universal laws. They're they are. universal truths. Absolutely. And they've worked since forever, and they're going to work. Yep. Till, till they're forever. not going to stop. No. Um, you know, you, we didn't have 
Twitter back then, obviously, <laughs> at that time. So you wouldn't have put, you wouldn't hear that on a zig tape. Yeah, but exactly. But you still, when you communicate on Twitter and build relationships on Twitter, which you absolutely can, you still have to ask yourself the question, am I providing value to my either target market, to this person, what have you, with this tweet? Is it serving a purpose? Is it something that people are going to value? Yep. That's the same thing. It just It is. Putting content medium. out there is just a different just, way of putting yep. it out. It, mm. Well, it's actually an easier access now yes, it, oh, than it was back then. Twitter allows us to to form relationships, meet people we otherwise never probably would have had the opportunity to meet and then be able to build a relationship with that person. It's not that it replaces outbound calling. It's not that it replaces in-person meeting. It's not It's an, It's not an either or. It's an and. Yep. I agree 100%. Yeah. And we're going to keep talking about this and we're going to talk about the influencer right when we come back from the first segment. So we're back in a minute on the second segment of Second Shot. He's a suit and tie kind of guy with deep southern roots. Heath Oaks hosts more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. You guys have been listening to Second Shot and hearing us talk about it. You need to go pick up my book, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. You can get it on Amazon in a paper book. You can also hear this beautiful voice of mine in audiobook style on Audible or anywhere you're going to get your audiobooks. Guys, this book took a lot of time to put into, and I believe it can really do some life-changing stuff to help you on your path to success. And hopefully you're going to fell your way to success just like I did. Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. Amazon.com, Audible.com, audiobooks, paper books, everything. Get it or did you ever people, even think? And I appreciate or it. Just it. Thank took you guys. Off. I mean, go pick it up. I have today. a feeling you're probably pretty busy for a while with that one, weren't you? Yeah. And then the publisher came to John and, and me and asked if we would do a. Um, that they actually signed us to two more books. Gotcha. Yeah. So, in one of the most recent ones I talked about on the podcast not too long ago is um, the Go Giver Influencer, and in the first Go Giver book, one of the laws was law of influence. And so I, w- w- what I thought about was the interesting dynamics that you were going to do i was interested in because i knew about the first one having that law in there and putting it out there so you must have thought that that law was an extremely important one to do a whole book just on influence Mm. and and when you talk about twitter and stuff these days you know everybody talks about what an influencer is right right. it's yeah it it goes hand in hand (laughs) with it all right i mean was any of that in the part of the process uh no but it's it's a great point because and a lot of people asked us when they they heard that was the title are you talking about being an online influencer yeah and no, no, influence has actually always been around for you know. I was, and and so it was more the generic type of type of influence, but we wanted to just take it and drive it deeper. I got to say, I was, um, I did not expect what I got out of. I, I I didn't. I was not expecting that. I was. Um, I, I think it it was kind of a little bit different than what the you meant in the law and the influence in the first book almost because mm-hmm. um, the the go giver influencer was a a lot more around almost influencing others in negotiations to actually sales calls in 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 i mean that was a part of it but obviously just influence in general but there was some of that involved and i wasn't expecting that so it was like an extra nugget that i got that i didn't (laughs) think that i was going to get thanks yeah in the first book the law of influence was more about how to build a network of people who know you who like you who trust you who yep. want to do business with you who want to refer you to others and so forth um and so it was it was strictly the business sense of of influence in that regard uh, in that context in this one we took it more to an overall i guess you could say people skills yep. type of thing how to how do you uh when you're wanting to influence which is but 
on a very basic level, influence is simply the ability to move a person or persons to a desired action, usually within the context of a specific goal. What we wanted to sort of get across is that while that may be the the definition, it's not really the, the, the essence of influence, which is more about pull or attraction, right? Attracting people first to you and then to what, because, uh, you know, unless people already trust you, it's going to be hard to influence them in a certain way. So the biggest thing is just discovering, which really that that's really selling, discovering what the other person wants, needs, or desires and helping them to get it. And it's only when you can focus on what the other person, how they're going to benefit that's the only time you're in a position to influence another human being. But how do you, how do you, what's the line of when people say, well, influence people, but isn't that manipulation? Well, so influence itself is just a thing. It's neither good nor bad. Okay. But when you talk about influencing somebody else, you know, a lot of people go, well, that's manipulation. You're, you're manipulating people. Sure. So if you start with influence, okay, now there are two ways to influence someone, to move someone to an action. Okay. You could, you could manipulate, okay, or you could persuade. Mm-hmm. Uh, both a, a manipulator and a persuader both understand human interaction, human motivation, what drives people. Uh, so you could say that that manipulation and persuasion are cousins. Now, one's the evil cousin, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. persuasion, one's the or manipulation, one's the good cousin, uh, persuasion. Uh, but it has everything to do with intent. Uh, you know, it's just yep. like gravity, Heath. Gravity is, is gravity good or bad? Well, gravity is just a thing. Okay. It's a universal law. <laughs> if I'm in the airplane in the sky, I don't, I don't like it too much. Uh, right. right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's good when it keeps us from floating aimlessly yeah, yeah, up yeah. into space. It's bad if we fall out that airplane. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, but that's gravity just is. It's how it's used. It's a great so, point. Well, I was, so I was reading a book, and, and this book was published in 1987. It was by Dr. Paul yeah, W. Sweats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and Dr. Sweats, uh, the, the book was called The Art of Talking So That People Will Listen. That was much more about listening than it was about talking. But I thought he gave the best, not definition, but explanation of the difference between manipulation and persuasion. Dr. Sweat said manipulation aims at control, not cooperation. Mm. It does not consider the good of the other party. It results in a win-lose situation. situation. Ah. On the other hand, the persuader is just the opposite. Um, uh, they... Uh, the, the whole thing about a persuader is they want to build everyone in the process, okay? Yep. So people act more responsibly because they're treated as self-directing, responsible individuals. So uh, while a, a manipulator may not be trying to hurt you, if that's what it takes to get their way, they will. They're eye-focused, yep. me-focused. That could never happen with a persuader because for a persuader to feel good about what they have influenced or persuade you to do, they need to know that you're also coming out ahead and that you feel good about it. And how do you think that some of the people, because in the book, it, what's awesome is, is talking about it's basically a salesperson and then, you know, almost a gatekeeper, a decision right. maker um, that are both um, coming in and meeting and right. they are um, um, both trying to, uh, well, the salesperson, right, the salesperson thinks they're the only one trying to get a deal, right? That's how you, you know, salesperson, you go and <laughs> decision maker. You don't really think about that person on the other side. Something mm-hmm. about what you're bringing to the table may be, their last deal right and that's kind of really what it brings into the table that there's actually influence on both sides of mm-hmm. it all and what, what i like to think about is that i'm i'm a firm believer of like i always talk about 10 percent more like i go you ain't gotta go out there and, and, and say oh i'm gonna be the i'm gonna change everything about myself tomorrow just be 10 percent better like right. get 10 percent at something so if somebody goes i'm wanting to gain a little bit more of an influence in in situations what is something they can do to really have a 10 percent better like, what is a simple approach or simple thing to um, become better at 
influencing others. Mm-hmm. Well, it really begins with ourselves, it, 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 and, and that's mastering our emotions. And yep. this is really a heat where it all begins because yep. it's only when we are in control of ourselves, of Matt, our emotions. Matt, does this not sound like Matt? Does he not sound like a? Like uh, like he and I have had a couple conversations. We talk about mastering the emotions that we talk about every time, right? Absolutely. I, I love mean, it. I, I'm starting to realize how influenced you were by this. Yes. By yes. This yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but you know, but it's interesting because you know we know how important it is to be able to control our emotions, but we're human beings. Absolutely. And we are emotional creatures. We like to think we're logical and yep. to a certain extent we are, but not. We're pretty emotion driven. We make major decisions based on emotion. We back up those emotional decisions with logic. We rationalize, which is to tell ourselves rational lies, right? Yep. And and you know, and we can make very um uh, and and when it comes when we can make we make bad decisions that way, but we can also let ourselves lose control and be frustrated or angry or whatever because we didn't control our emotions. So what we say is, and I learned this from a leadership speaker who's a friend of mine. Her name is Dondi Skumachi, and and I love that she says, by all means, take your emotions along for the ride, but yep. make sure you are driving the car. Yep. In other words, you are the master of your emotions. They are not the master of you. I love it. And that's so key. That's the first thing, to be able to master your emotions. Well, and and, it, and wouldn't you say that the other is, um, and, and I know you would say this because obviously with your books, but that the you have to give up the control of, it honestly will help you to give to others more than yourself. Like, like give up that control that that's fake, that somebody's telling you a lie there. Because a lot of people... Not 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 enough. We talked on the last episode. We talked about being selfish, um, and 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 how that's you know all, not not a great trait, right? And how influencing others is until you're somebody who cares about others, you're not going to influence. Them. Oh, ab- absolutely. And and they know. You know, yes. people generally not that there aren't some people who can you know, but you know what? They it tends to not be sustainable yeah. for them. And and those people who are really you know they're. The uh, phonus balonus, right? They they just they can they can get a few wins, but not only is it not sustainable, it typically catches up with them, and they have to work a whole lot harder to be successful than people whose character is such that people know they can trust them. And it's hard in a competitive world these days, and and you know when with the internet that these people that are quote-unquote influencers that, you know, they'll rent Ferraris and stuff and take pictures and say, follow my scheme, you'll make it rich tomorrow, and even their car, right? Like, I believe it's tougher for people coming up in the world to be able to look at, um, you know, at at others and not just look at their appearance of things. Like, um, I'm a guy who dresses good all the time, and I like that, but that makes me feel good. It's a, you know, I I feel, you know, I was 19 years old in business, and I looked 10, so, like, putting Mm -hmm. a suit on always made me feel like I – I was older, mm-hmm. and so it's something that I've just always done. Um, and unfortunately, just because somebody looks the part does not mean they are the part. Oh, absolutely. And out of your years of wisdom, is there a way to discern the diff- who that is and who that is not? Like when, when you're looking for somebody to maybe help influence you, like if you're looking for that mentor, somebody to help influence you, how, how to figure out who's the real deal not okay well while i don't think there's any one total magic button foolproof way i think it comes down to anything else when we're buying something we want to find out do other people 
say, you know, uh, referrals. I mean, you and I are Absolutely. both, right? Uh, you know, we're in sales, right? Big so we, we know. And so when, when other people, when you have a great reputation and a sustainable reputation, there's lots of other people. Now, again, could people plant a lot of it? Sure. I mean, there's all sorts yeah. of schemes and all sorts of schemers. That's the yeah. world we live in, and yes. that's just how it is. And so, they're just more visible nowadays. They're, but they're, And they're more visible. And I think it's more difficult for someone to yep. sustainably uh, be oh, dishonest. That's, that's true. Yeah. It is. You know, it may be. It's worse that your kids have access to seeing more people if they're fake or not. But it is true that, you know, back in 1987, if somebody was a con man, they could move to Kansas and be a con man. Nowadays, you look exactly. up that name, it's there. We, yeah, we used to I say we that. used to say about people who salespeople who did that, they, they'd work themselves out. Eventually, everyone knew them in their yes. territory, right? So they had to leave and start all over again. It was still di more difficult than a referral-based business, but they could leave and just work hard at bringing you know new business. Now That's you really point. can't do that. You no, know, now what? And a good friend of mine, Joe Calloway, who's a great speaker and and, and author, he wrote. Uh, uh, be the best at what matters most and he wrote a category of one he said uh, a great compliment is when someone says uh i i heard from the internet that you're really good yeah right i asked i asked the internet and i yeah. heard you were really good yeah. it's true. It, you know because if you go google it, it and dude that's I, I i told jenny the other day there was something that i was working on and i said you know i hope that they hire a private investigator or something to go check me out because um you know, and I go, that's one of the best things about there's there's a lot of people you can ask that probably don't like me that maybe they just don't like my maybe I've, I've said something to them wrong or they just don't like my personality. They, I mean, that's going to happen, right? Sure. But but there's nobody that can say I have screwed them. Mm -hmm. There's nobody that right. can say that I did them wrong. Like I, I, I didn't hold up my end on, on a bargain. They may not like me, but they're not going to say that. And right. and that's something I'm super proud of mm -hmm. and that um, I, I love, you know, the internet test and the whatever test. And, and you're right. I never even thought about that. It may be easier to have bad people in the spotlight, but bad people can't continue that con right. nowadays. Very, very difficult. Yeah. And mm -hmm. So we're going to be back in a minute on the third segment. Get to know Bob and how he kind of got here to this point some more and talk a little bit more about it. See you in a minute. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Keith Oaks still to come. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal and go do it right now. Energyogre.com, promo code second shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. I have to tell you, Bob, that, you know, as we go into this segment, of, I want them to kind of know just a little bit about how you got here. Um, that I got to tell you just honestly how grateful I am that you would take the time out today. You're here in, in, in Dallas for a conference. And I know you're a super busy person, got a lot going on, and, and it means a lot to me that you would take the time out to, to come do this. I don't take that lightly at all. I promise you I don't at all. My absolute um, honor and pleasure. And, and uh, I, I'm so excited about my listeners to – you know, get to know you a little bit more. And, 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 you know, the thing is, is sometimes, you know, in, in life, when you have something that, um, um, maybe you, you've read or you've done something and followed somebody, never met them and you meet them and it's a big letdown in some way, you know, you hear about it. Well, 
um, you know, to me, it was nothing but a um, back whenever I finally got to meet you after reading your book so many years ago and, and, and all of that, that it was beyond um, my expectations even, I think, that you're actually as real as, as, <laughs> as, as everything Thank comes you. off to be, which is huge and, and not easy to find, you know. Um, these days and so i commend you on that and being thank you being a real person and then actually you know walking in 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 what you are preaching and tell you know so quote unquote oh. preaching and talking about <laughs> that uh, means a lot to me thank which you. is huge but I, i'd like for you to kind of give our listeners a little bit of kind of you know where you grew up kind of you know what's your story how'd you get here how, how did you end up being this big national you know <laughs> author and and big deal well my first um career was broadcasting so i started out in radio and uh, I was in, in sports and was able to, um, to land a job at a, a very uh, a Midwestern, very small market TV station after sending about, about, uh, out about 125 resume tapes, all with, you know, and getting rejections every day. And I finally found an opening. My wife told me and, that, that sounds very similar to right? what I was saying. And, uh, and um, they asked, well, could you do news instead of sports? And I was, Sure. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I did sports that well, so I figured I can't do news any. So, uh, so yeah. So uh, I worked my. I started out at the, as the six o'clock in the morning anchor and field reporter, and worked my way up to the ten o'clock news spot. But I, I really wasn't very good at it. I mean, I was twenty four years old. I really knew nothing about the news, <laughs> and I kind of look back and realize I didn't care. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I think I was probably a bit too um, too positive for the medium anyway. My idea of a good newscast opening would have been to say something like, "Hi everyone, I'm Bob Berg, and the news tonight, everything's great. <laughs> Go to bed. Yeah. We'll let you know if something comes up." Yeah. So it wasn't and advertiser long. Advertiser be running out the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't long before I was out of um, uh, out of news, uh, out of television, and what, what I like to say, graduated into sales. Yeah. And that's when I came across books by Zig Ziglar, Tom Hopkins, and others. And within a, a real short period of time, my sales began to go through the roof. And the only reason, Heath, is because there was now a methodology yep. I had, right? Yeah, a uh, system to follow. To this day, I define, I personally define a system as the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how-to principles. The key is predictability. I love that. Yeah, I love predi- that. If it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the, re- the desired results of B, you know you just simply need to do A until you get B. But how many people want to go start at Z themselves even though they know that? Oh, absolutely. Well, that's, <laughs> that, that's the catch. <laughs> Mind-blowing. <laughs> that's the catch. And uh, and really, from there, I started realizing that to get really good at sales, you also had to kind of improve yourself. Yep. So I started just reading every book I could and listening to every, again, tape yep. that I could. And uh, it and just loved it. And I loved sales and eventually worked my way up to sales manager of a company, started sharing with people what was working for me, and eventually started speaking on the yep. topic. And you know, I've been doing that for quite a while now. So how how long um, how many years have you really been just um, writing and speaking as a main your main deal? Uh, about thirty years. Wow. And my first book, which was Endless Referrals, that came out about I think about four or five years after I started, and that was really as a positioning tool because I was at a National Speakers Association meeting, and uh, uh, you know a few people said to me, you know Berg, if you want to get to the next level, you've got to write a book. It's going to help you position yourself, you know the whole thing. And they were right. Yeah. And so that was was totally utilitarian. I, I had a reason for writing that book. I didn't particularly want to. Yeah. But I felt it was going to help, and it and it did. If, if you were to say, thinking back at whenever you were making that transition, obviously it had to be a difficult transition, right? I mean, going from just sales to saying, you know, I'm going to make a living being a speaker. Right. You know, I mean, that's not a, that, that's a hard thing to do. 
Um, what can you can you talk about a time where you were um, closest to quitting and, oh, and ab- why you didn't? Absolutely, I I could I remember that as though it was yesterday, and it was probably three or four years after I started. Now I had gone. I'd mentioned National Speakers Association. That's where I learned the business of speaking, not yeah. so much how to speak, although that's one of the the things that you learn. But the business of speaking. But I was in the business for about three or four years, and. Uh, it, I was a one-person show, so I'm on the on the phone all the time. Again, that's how we did it back then, and yeah. we sold or in 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 prospect and prospect and prospect call 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 qualify call 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 qualify send call call your follow doing all the different things, okay, and finally get a, a, a booking, and then from you know you do it like that. But when you're not selling and you're speaking, you're not selling, you know, and so yeah. it would go up and down and up and down. And so several years in the business. It was at the point where, and I was loving it, but I certainly wasn't making enough money because I, it, it kept. It, it didn't matter what I made; I was bringing in less than I needed to. Yeah, and, and I remember yeah. tend to be important. Yeah, there. and I remember one of the uh, the other speakers who I heard at a National Speakers Association meeting talking about that happened to her in her first few years, and then she was she became massively successful. But she said she used to have to go. She used to go home and look at the want ads, thinking, you know, am I going to have to get another job? And I was doing that. I was having to look at the want ads thinking, you know, at a certain point, I'm just going to have to get another job selling and maybe try to build the speaking business on the weekend, which means I wouldn't be able to. Plus, I was loving the business and I didn't want to. So I used to have this thing. And so it was a it was a Friday afternoon. And I kind of realized if I didn't get a booking, book a speech that I was going to have to that weekend have a serious talk with my newspaper and you know look in the want to help yeah. gonna, and I felt so bad about it and I remember it was near the end of the day as I was depressed as could be yeah. and I remember something I used to do when I was in traditional sales when I first started and that was what I called one more call yep. and what that was was no matter where I was at the end of the day when it was time to go home everything was over that things were closing up I'd make one more call I'd stop at one more place I'd meet one more person it wasn't one more sale yep. it was one more call although it's amazing how those would end up being sales so this, so I, I decided this is what I'm going to do one more call before going home for the weekend and getting the want ads out and I, I opened up my uh, a trade profession uh, a national directory of trade professional association which was the big book back then where you yeah looked up and I just opened it to a page and I saw the association I said they're not going to need what I have I couldn't imagine them needing but that wasn't the point it was one more call dial the number got through to somebody there and told this person what I did and and she said well you know it's interesting we have 42 what they call sections which were states 42 sections she said and we have them do continuing education we'd never done that topic before would you be interested in coming in to speak for us (laughs) You know, and it's like, oh, I think I, you know, might be able to consider that, you know. Yeah, let me, let me so, see, let me check with my assistant. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. My assistant being me, and yeah. the answer is yes. Yeah. And, uh, and so um, that actually, over the next three years, I did enough, I think I did something like 32 of the 42 sections, was enough to keep me in the business so I could hire someone, I could still do my sales, I could go out there, but I had someone, and that put me to the point where I was now able to, be a full-time professional speaker and not be thinking of want ads. And that's called discipline. When people ask about discipline and what that is, that is when you're depressed, when you're ready to give up on whatever you're doing, but you make a decision to do one more call, mm-hmm. no matter how depressed mm-hmm. and how much you want to give up. Because I think a, a fake and a lie that a lot of people don't realize is they may look at people like myself and you that are 
ultimately, I would say, majority of the time, positive people that we never get depressed, mm-hmm. that we never get down. It, of course. Absolutely, we do. Mm-hmm. But the discipline to go, I'm going to get past that, mm-hmm. is the difference of the key, don't right. you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, I, I, and it's interesting. I have another uh, sort of where I... Um, where I have a, a disagreement with so much of the personal development movement when they try to say things like, oh, everything's great, you yes, know, all the time. Or, you know, no, of course it's not. We're human beings. It's a yes. mess half the time. Yes. Or, you know, when they say, uh, uh, when they say something, oh, embrace change. Change is good. Change. I hate change. <laughs> I, okay? yes, I like yes. to get to a certain point and not change because I've got it down, right? I've got the system <laughs> yeah. down. Don't you wish that and was then, Right, but you got it anyway. It's not a matter of whether you like it or not, but you've got to embrace the fact or at least acknowledge the fact that you don't like it. Yep. That's okay. It's are you going to do it anyway? Bob, if you had a choice, if you could wave a magic wand and you can make life fair mm-hmm. or you can make life unfair, what would you do and why? <sighs> I would say this. I would... Uh, you know, there's a there's a, a great commercial on TV uh, for a, a college, uh, and I'm trying to think exactly what he says. He says, um, talent is, you know, and, and this is not, I'm not quoting it correctly, but talent is everywhere, T- you know, is given out in equal amounts. Opportunity is not. Yep. And the fact is, it's true. Yep. Absolutely, it's true. Uh, should it be that way? Who knows? Yeah, but you but get to ma- you get to wave the wand and make it whatever you want. I would always like to see. I would always like to see um, equality of opportunity. Yep. To me, that's what it's that's what it's all about. And yep. and by the way, yeah, I would like to see utopia if yep. possible. I, hey, you know that's another thing. Well, we don't want utopia because then it would be too hard. No, I want utopia. Yeah. <laughs> but what I realize is it's not there. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, yes. what we need to do is 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 um and this is why i love free market capitalism yes. free market capitalism is the only economic system okay yep. where force is not involved not if it's free market absolutely now, i'm not talking about cronyism yep. where people buy influences no free market and it's where anybody from anywhere if they are willing to make themselves of value economically to others and work hard enough at it they can succeed i agree and I think it's absolutely impossible not to succeed to continue to give to others above yourself. I think it's someday in some point it will all come back down and, and help you in some way. And that's what the whole thing about the Go-Giver Movement series. And, and you've heard me talk about it a hundred times. So if you don't after this um, episode, finally go get the Go-Giver books. You're going to be wanting to hand them out to everybody you know oh, um, you. And, and give them to all of them. And I want you to tell everybody, Bob, where they can hook up with you at. And, and you know, you've got the Go-Giver podcast. You guys go subscribe to his podcast, The Go-Giver buys books everywhere where they can find you at where they sure. can connect with you where are all those things at yeah you know it's all at the go giver without the hyphen the and when they're on that site they can scroll down to the podcast if they'd like uh, i'm hoping you're going to come on the podcast soon yeah, and tell I'd your love story to. i'd love to and um and then they can get it they can get it, chapters one and two of most of my books including the the new one just go buy them it's worth um, it and <laughs> and then um uh, and everything else that they can connect You're with big me on, on Twitter, Twitter, LinkedIn, yeah, and and, and so forth. You're yeah. big on Twitter. That's why you you can connect really with Bob on Twitter. He responds. <laughs> he actually talks to people. He is on there at Bob Berg, right? Or yeah. is it at Real Bob uh, no, Berg? No, it's at Bob Berg. And then we also have a a uh, Facebook Live show called oh, Go Giver Influencers, and you can you can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/bergbob and tune into the show every 
Thursday at uh, 2 o'clock uh, Central Time. That's awesome. I appreciate you coming on. I really do. Honestly, it's it's a it's a huge, huge deal for you to be here. And I think my listeners are going to take a lot from it. And I'm telling you guys, if you don't go get the books, you're crazy. I've told you a hundred times, right, Matt? I think you've <laughs> talked about his books more than you've talked about your own. Yeah, he's right we there run the ads Zig. for your I, books. I talk, they always give me with Zig, too. So you know where to find me at, Ignorance on Fire at Heath Oaks, anywhere you can. Bob, thank you again so much. I appreciate thank it. You, and thank we'll you. see you guys next time. Love you all.